0: Hey everybody, the intro is back. I'm
1: Damian. I'm Kira.
0: And this is Bubble Bath. Bubble bath, bath. bath.
1: Oh, that was our worst one yet. Ha- hey, we were on time. Maybe a break made it happen like a Halloween break.
0: I don't I don't know. Remember rock paper scissors? That was chaotic. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> rock paper scissors. Rock. Uh scissors. <laughs> <laughs> you, I was just going to
2: say, how do you guys do that without video? It, it was awful.
0: It was awful. By the, way, <laughs> by the way, the third person you're hearing is Laurel Hightower. She is the author of some really great books like Crossroads and Below, which I just recently read, and may honestly say is my favorite cryptid book to date. Thank you. So good. Did you hear
2: how many exclamation points I used in that? There was when I said it at least four. Yeah, I heard at least four, yeah, four to five, multiple. <laughs> it felt okay. genuine.
0: It didn't feel disingenuous. It is. like if you'd have only is, had actually. if you'd only had three, I would have been like, "Wow, Laurel sucks. She's so mean." I know. She came on our podcast, called me annoying, and called Kira mean, and it just was not cool.
2: I know, and then, yeah. She called us snowflakes and she left. Like, it was and, then she, she,
0: and then for whatever reason, when she was leaving, she was screaming just two words into the void. Trigger warning. But it neither <laughs> sounded like an agreeance or a disagreeance. It just <laughs> sounded like she was just stating the words like they exist.
2: <laughs> trigger it's warning. It's like, it's like my version of the Blair Witch. Like I was standing in the corner going trigger warning, trigger warning. And there's no explanation and then it ends before anything happens. Oh wait, mm. I'm sorry. Now I'm I just watching the Blair Witch.
1: I just watched that for the first time like two days ago. The like old school original, yeah,
2: with the camera up her nose the whole time. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's. I mean, like, I don't. I think you're. I think you're both younger than me. So like, I I saw that in the theater when I was like maybe a junior or a senior in high school, and it was very like my biggest fear was getting nauseous from the camera work. But yeah. it was. I mean, it was pretty cool at the time because it was like that. That was like new. You know. I think I think
0: I might have been fifth or sixth grade when it came out and all my friends had convinced me this is real and I was like yeah okay that's why they put these titles on them I totally believe this and I really did believe <laughs> it I really believe it
2: oh no I mean it, it was hard though because at that point like internet stuff just wasn't as prevalent you didn't have you couldn't just like log on to Twitter and be like what I just googled that and it's totally not real shut up yeah you know it's it's, you time. have to be like we argued a lot about what the hell was in that um, like bandana or handkerchief. I thought it was intestines. And when someone insisted it was teeth, I was like, why would it be teeth? That's fucking lame. Like you need some actual viscera for this to matter. And then it was teeth. And I'm like, no, okay. I
1: asked the same question. I was watching it with my mom and I was like, what is that? She's like, that's a tooth and I was like, it is? I was like, Where?
2: Doesn't (laughs) make sense. Am I just jaded? Like I was like, oh no, a tooth. Fuck off. They're not even internal. (laughs) 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 Honestly, right? Somebody what if it's just a wisdom tooth? Like, yeah. Somebody oh. could have just like
0: threw their child's baby tooth out after they left the twenty dollar bill or whatever under their pillow. Twenty dollars? I mean, where am I going? Jeez, a dollar. That's
2: a lot of money. I, actually, I am gonna have to check the rates on that for when my kid starts losing his teeth. Like I'm unsure. We got a dollar, I think. But, you know, inflation. Yeah. I didn't get I think I lost
0: a tooth one time at my grandmother's house and got a dollar. Yeah,
2: About I 10 tooth. To to
1: I used to give my kid like a like two to three dollars depending on like how old she was. And then like the older she got, I would just do like random things like do you like we had a merry go round in our mall. It's not there anymore, but she'd be like, I wanna go ride the carousel and it was only like two bucks and I was like, That works for me So I just take her to go ride the carousel when she Dude. wanted to. <laughs>
2: That's a, oh man, I love a carousel. That's kind of like, creepy. I'm 40 and that would work for me. That's kind of creepy. It's like,
1: give me your tooth to ride the carousel, little child. <laughs> that is kind of creepy, actually. <laughs> so she's it. like
2: waiting on the carousel, like it's like your payment. You can't get on until you hand over a body part. Oh my god. <laughs> and they're, everyone's reaching for a tooth and I'm like digging out like a kidney. It doesn't count No, no you have a to really internal. commit. It's got to be internal. It does. Otherwise it means nothing.
1: Here's my spleen. I don't need it.
2: I hope somebody's
0: true, I hope somebody is listening and just like writing this right now.
2: Please, <laughs> I want to read it. Actually, my buddy, my buddy James Sabata did write a really good uh, tooth-related story called Extraction, and it's it's in our. I'm not supposed to talk about books. I'll stop it now. Do you have an alarm You're... that goes off if someone talks about books?
0: No, we always break the rule. Always, oh,
2: okay.
0: We always break okay. the rule.
1: <laughs> always. I don't think there's been a single episode where we haven't talked about books.
2: Okay, it's just maybe- so central. Like, I'm I I don't I don't plug my own books on books or on podcasts that I go on where they invite me specifically to talk about my book. Like, I just awkwardly won't. So I won't talk about mine. But I like to talk about other people's.
0: That's such a yeah. good idea because I hate like when you when you do anything and they're like, "Tell us about your book," and I'm like, "Well." uh i have no idea what to say
1: yeah i'm like um i don't know there's some sad stuff there's some
2: some true scary ghost stories and that's it <laughs> read it i
1: guess you'll <laughs> so the a question
2: book. like where people find out a writer and they're like have you written anything i might have read
0: oh i hate it yes. like the the real life question i hate it
2: yeah like, I, I, I just usually say like, nah, probably not. You seem pretty, uh, you seem pretty vanilla.
0: <laughs> I used to get at work, whenever they found out I wrote, somebody said, so you're like Stephen King? And I was like, well, no, sure, not at
2: all, but sure, <laughs> kind of, kind I guess. Of like, if someone asks if you're Stephen King, you always say yes. <laughs> Operate by the Ghostbusters rules. <laughs> just, yeah, just say yes. Just actually, yeah.
0: I am Stephen King.
2: That's true. Stephen R. King.
0: <laughs> That's I to- me. I, I literally told told Kira she can't remove the R from her author's name because when Dean Koontz removed it, his stuff kind of went downhill in my opinion. Is
2: that what happens?
0: Like he, ha- he wrote Watchers and Phantoms as Dean R. Kuntz and then he took it off and it just went, ooh.
2: It really, yeah, he, um, I think he just basically had one idea and he just kept recycling it and adding weird elements to it. Yeah.
0: What if a person goes back to their hometown and something creepy happens? What
2: if the dogs have
0: hands? (laughs) Oh, God, now you've done it.
2: (laughs) 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 <laughs> you should see my face. <laughs> can't do I don't know, guys. What if it did have hands? Just don't care.
1: Oh my god! <laughs> on the topic of like cryptids, I recently I was on Instagram earlier and I saw someone talking about what is it like Dogman or whatever, and I cannot bring myself to do more research on that one because
2: it just Dogman. Yeah, he's a good one. It's a good
1: terrifying.
2: One. That's like Skywalker wow. Ranch
1: yeah he's like six to seven feet tall it said and his hands are kind of like human hands but he's got like shorter fingers and he walks on his hind legs and that he's more rare than bigfoot and i was like i cannot handle this and that he's seen like all over the united states and i was like that's okay (laughs) i'll pass Uh,
2: yeah like i don't know he just didn't seem like a super interesting cryptid dog man i don't I, i mean i don't know why mothman's more interesting i don't know
1: I have like this irrational fear about like specifically golden retrievers doing human things, like walking on their
2: hind legs and talking. And oh, they would too. If there was any dog or... who was going to do it, it'd be a, it'd be a golden retriever.
0: It we, just need, would be. we just need to start a Patreon that is like, we just bring on authors and I just tell them, just give like really deep dives about like these cryptids, like the dog man, and just listen to like Kira and whoever it is, just be like. Well, wow, Damien, this has been a really boring half an hour. Thanks for that.
1: <laughs> I would be having nightmares depending on what it looks like.
0: But then, but then, like, Bree would be thankful. The people I go to school with would be thankful. <laughs>
1: like, <laughs> that not talking about cryptids at home. <laughs> he's getting his outlet somewhere else.
0: <laughs> we were in, like, we have this class and it's in a basement. That's already creepy enough, I know. But there's like this poster that shows like all of the primate species and all over the world and like has like a little picture of gorillas and stuff. And like, like conspicuously blank is North America. And I'm like, you're telling me <laughs> that it's not possible that this map is not correct. And people were just like, Would you shut oh my gosh, shut up? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs>
1: That's how I get like when it like when I going to get on the topic of conspiracies and stuff I start to get all like but what if <laughs> but the cornucopia wasn't fruit
2: of the loom <laughs> <laughs> See that was like when conspiracy theories used to be fun oh, we yes. Always like, talk about I'm, that I'm with Brian Keene on that like I hadn't really thought about it much before because I don't pay attention to a lot of things outside my own head but you know when it gets brought to my attention it's like yeah actually this used to be about aliens and shit and now it's anyway we won't go there but yeah it now did like... it did used to be significantly more interesting
0: Sometimes you sometimes like I'm really big into UFOs too, so I'll end up in this rabbit hole and I'll be like, Whoa, this makes a lot of sense! This makes right a lot of a lot of sense, and then I'll hit like a line that's like, And he also believes that white people are a superior race. I'm like, Okay, now it Ew. doesn't make any sense. And I'm yeah. It's just yeah. like
2: that's where they all go now, and it's such a bummer. I know it's, it's so. Have you read John Keel? um did you you i feel like we might have mentioned this before but have you have you did you read uh the mothman prophecies by john keel
0: yeah i've read it i haven't read it in a few years so it's kind of flaky in my memory but i've definitely read it
2: cool it's so i so i really i liked that i really enjoyed it um i mean if you can if you can sidestep the man's unbelievable ego yeah uh, it's, it's brutal <laughs> it really is and like he's talking about like his like co-writer like he'd worked for three years he's like yes a chubby woman and i'm like shut up keel what What is wrong with you that's what you've got to say about this woman who like almost like lost her life working with you on these conspiracies and you're like yeah she's a bit fat fuck you and he does
0: (laughs) he does other really problematic things like he'll describe like when he meets a woman and he'll be like and she looked at me as if she thought i was
2: like and he'll like start describing himself I know well a lot of it is describing himself. Like, yeah, right. and I love how like the like the opening chapter is all about how beards used to only be for intellectuals. Oh my god. <laughs> it's like now these people are trying to take the beard and I'm like could you is there any way you could get to the point? That would be swell. We it, are literally here for the moth man, not you. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's not about you dude. I did think his conclusions were interesting, but so, like, I foolishly, although it is providing me entertainment, I picked up his other, another one of his books called, like, Our Haunted Planet or something. Silly me, seeing haunted, thinking ghosts, no. You were wrong. No. I was very wrong. Have you read that one?
0: No. I have. No. There's a point in John Keel where he kind of goes at this, like, weird, almost religious, like, every cryptid mm-hmm. and ghost we see is actually a manifestation of God. And I go, oh, God. yeah, no. Oh, <laughs> God.
2: Yeah. And it's in, but it's an interesting fashion of like tying it in, tying all these religious theories together, but also somehow looking down his nose at religion, which like, fine, you know, but what? (laughs) And it gets so much deeper and weirder in this one. Like, it's everything comes back to this. But I really love the total non-self-awareness of of like complaining in this very like snarky half-assed intellectual fashion about all these people who get obsessed with theories and then twisting himself into square knots trying to make everything fit this theory of these like ultra terrestrials that he's got and he has a yeah. statement in there that's like basically like Ultimately, all art is created for the attention of the ultra-terrestrials. I'm like, I don't know where you came up with that, my dude. But at no point was I like, here, ultra-terrestrials, I have written the smoke crossroads for you. Please.
0: <laughs> Imagine if that was real, and they like came and they were like, "Wow, Chuck Tingle." <laughs>
2: he would be the first one i would go to like blessed among mortals are the chuck tingle with thou hast reached the closest to the heavens of any of your brethren
0: with the anal sex with a semicolon that's right (laughs) oh my god i love him
2: (laughs) please ascend for the for the eternal pounding in the butt by the whatever
0: in the velociraptor that is actually okay with it it always has some like but he's actually quite okay with it. So.
2: Well, I mean, cuz you want consent. You don't, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Like <laughs> he's, not, he's not trying to be that guy. Imagine <laughs> a book about raptor sex without consent. I know. Like the Diplodocuses are not about it. So you just leave them where they're at. So. That would just be so awkward cuz they're so much taller than me. <laughs> yes, that is exactly why it would be awkward. <laughs> it's
0: just not possible.
2: look at you a step stool or something
0: oh that's a good idea problem solving and with the pterodactyl i feel like i would just get dropped because
2: i'm not a small
0: person so i'm just not i think they would
2: just do that anyways it's probably like a like a praying mantis thing like they eat your face after you're done just, I think just I would qu- like,
1: quite enjoy that
2: <laughs> the face eating well yeah because we get to do the face eating it's the dudes that lose the faces yeah I yeah. think I
1: was supposed to be the pterodactyl
0: <laughs> the nature is finally balancing itself
1: you reincarnation a- is real and so is time travel that's what I want to be you sent me an
0: unsolicited pickle pick so now I'm a pterodactyl
1: <laughs> I have transformed to eat your face and drop you.
2: <laughs> it's been a lifelong dream of mine.
1: Just <laughs> match. Oh my
0: God, dude, I'm done. Me too. Just drop. <laughs> Me too. So am I.
1: <laughs> well, I guess on the topic of cryptids and dinosaurs, um, we'll get to Good our segway. first. Right, we'll get to our first uh, question, which is from CJ, and he wanted to know what is the most underrated cryptid.
2: Whoa. Hmm, the most underrated cryptid. I'm gonna go with Goatman.
0: Yeah, that's a good answer. Such a scary he, one.
2: I don't feel like he, and it could be just again where I'm not paying super a lot of attention. But I don't feel like he gets a whole lot of press, but he creeps me out.
0: There is a, there are a surprisingly lot of Goatmen in the world too. Like every, I feel like that's like one of those like crybaby bridge things. Where like every town's like, if you walk across that bridge, the goat man will chase you with an axe. And you're like, oh,
2: <laughs> I feel like that's one I would test out. Like, I will never do Bloody Mary, nope. or Candyman. I'm not doing that shit. It, but I, I would probably see about Goatman once my once my ankle's fully healed because I want to I want to get a good running start.
0: Yeah, you're gonna fuck around and find out on one of those bridges.
2: I am. Yeah, actually.
0: I sincerely hope you find Goatman, and if you do, please, like, go live somewhere and, like, interview him. Like, so how do you and feel I'll... about nobody knowing about you?
2: No, I'll be running from him with my, like, camera phone up my nose the whole time. Like, oh, God, he's real. <laughs> he's real. The Goatman and then project? I'll scream off camera, and no one will ever know what happened, and they'll be really bored because there was no payoff.
1: Oh, damn. <laughs> Making everyone absolutely nauseous in the process. <laughs>
2: Oh, everyone got sick from that movie. Was it because it was really intense? No, the camera worker was just ass.
0: I really, really like the new Blair Witch, the 2018 version.
2: I, so is that the one where he goes to find his sister?
0: Yeah, we can't spoil it because Kira has not seen it, but that's – I
2: really like that one. That was literally all I was going to say about it, I promise. I wasn't okay. going to spoil it. But it's good It's good to warn me because actually I, did, I used to work in a movie theater – and I accidentally spoiled movies so many times. Oh, I really man. didn't mean to either.
0: I had a friend who spoiled Alien Covenant for me. And like, ooh, in no. hindsight, I wish I would have just took the spoiler as like, okay, don't watch this. Because I wasn't a fan. But that's neither here nor there. But yes, it's...
2: Is that one scene, like, toward the end? It's all of it. It's all no. of it. <laughs> like, to it, me, it's that one scene that really gets it. That- it's so bad.
0: In Alien Covenant? yeah. Which scene? I, I, I think we're safe here. The spaceship. Yeah. I didn't like how it turned into like it went very like Jason takes Manhattan there for a minute, didn't it? it just. <laughs> I was just like, this is just like there was a shower scene and I was like, this is just awkward. This doesn't feel like an alien movie. And then there was like we're sending all these eggs in the spaceship. And I was like, did you just retcon the queen alien? Because I'm not cool with that
2: oh yeah i didn't even put that together like they... it's only been very very recently that i've started like actually processing movies instead of just like images on pawn screen interesting okay it's <laughs> really kind of sad
0: <laughs> i get it some movies some movies you just kind of stare at and you go well that was the thing i watched and then there's others that you're like oh, okay i think i get what happened
2: Yeah, I just, it actually never occurred to me to think any further about it. It's really bad. Like, I'm not, I am not somebody who, like, understood symbolism, like, its existence. Um, Oh, yeah, I don't. I still don't. There is no subtext as far as I'm concerned. And I'm always, like, deeply surprised when people are like, so this is what you really meant. I'm like, no, I literally just meant the four words that I said.
0: Yeah, I just literally, when I'm right, when I'm reading. Reading not re- not necessarily reading a book. I'm a little bit better about subtext about that, but watching a movie, I'm just this is legitimately just what is happening. This is just what is happening. I'm not. I don't see any deeper meaning here.
2: I, I've been trying though, and I, I will say like I know he probably thinks it's silly, but like so so the first time I was on the um, with James Sabata and Dan, Don Hillary, like I didn't really think about it. You're supposed to like, go on and talk about you know the the social commentary of movies, and I did. Shit, I can't even remember. But anyway, whatever one, I was like social commentary. And then I go back and watch it, I'm like, oh. Oh, <laughs> okay. And then I actually started watching movies, like, wait, what are they really saying here? It's kind of like a superpower. Feels
0: like it. Like <laughs> you've unlocked just watch the alien factor and come back and tell us exactly what the deeper meaning there is. <laughs>
2: I'm not saying there's always
1: one. Not with that one.
0: (laughs) Maybe I'm surprised you haven't noticed. Mm, Get
2: out from behind that twig! I can't see you.
0: (laughs) I am an alien. No, what is this?
2: What's Alien Factor?
0: Yes, it is. Like I have not seen this. It's it's like my favorite, like awful movie. It's made by this guy named Don Boller. He was like a youth pastor and a teacher, so he made these horror movies that are just. Horribly low budget, and there's no foulness in them at all. Like it could literally be rated PG, and it's just these big practical effects, monsters, and bad acting, and horrible dialogue, and it's just amazing. It is
2: yes. You know, if it doesn't take itself else. seriously at all, that's kind of, that's fairly enjoyable.
0: It kind of does, and that's what makes it a little better. Because like you kind of get the read <laughs> that he might think he's making high
1: art. Oh. <laughs> But he it's is. too much. It's, it is yeah, hard work. It's It's a really fun watch. Like when he told me to watch it and I was, as soon as I turned it on and it started, I was like, what in the hell am I going to have to sit through? And I loved every second of it, but also absolutely hated it. <laughs> it <laughs> just, was a lot. <laughs> you don't stop
0: laughing the whole movie.
1: <laughs> Literally. It is from beginning to end. I was cracking up because... It was more like this movie is unbelievable, but I need more.
0: <laughs> Trust me, there are more, and I will tell you which ones.
1: <laughs> but we, but I'm not watching anything until you watch Twilight. Oh, you yeah, owe me. A,
0: it's a movie <laughs> trade. Yeah, we trade. Yeah, we're doing it.
2: movie trades. I have to oh. watch Twilight. <laughs> That's kind of cruel.
0: And what was the other <laughs> one we okay. traded last episode? Romeo and Juliet for Tromeo and Juliet?
2: Yeah. <laughs> was that a trauma
1: one of it?
0: Yeah. I told her, oh, that's amazing. I told her it's by James Gunn, too, actually, which makes it even better. It's like his first thing, <laughs> I think. It's like so now. Whenever so now, whenever I actually watch the 1990s version of Romeo and Juliet, and Kira watches Romeo and Juliet, the whole time I'm just going to be going, "Can you believe this guy <laughs> made Marvel movies? Like one of those basement guys."
2: <laughs> well, look if any if somebody watched Dead Alive, and Meet the Feebles, and was like, "This dude should totally make Lord of the Rings." Anything yeah. can happen on this planet.
0: Yeah, it's insane. Dead They're Alive rules. is like. I am so waiting for a re-release because I've had this DVD for years and right at the end, like the scene on the roof, my DVD glitches out and stops working. So I've just been anxiously awaiting because I don't want to rebuy the DVD and it's like super high price now.
2: I bet it is. I just can't. Meet the Feebles like kind of broke my brain. Uh, Because again, this was at a point in my life that I watched it where I did not understand symbolism or anything that was like outside of like what made sense so my brain trying to put together that shit and i'm like why is that puppet under the desk with that fucking walrus and they just stomped a bunch of i don't understand and and then it's like in this guy's making lord of the rings i'm just like i don't the world makes no sense there is no god i don't know what to do (laughs) there is no god and everything's a sham. (laughs) i mean if this kind of i don't understand
1: yeah
0: with that sentence, you are now officially <laughs> a bath bomb. There is no call.
1: <laughs> I, I told Damien the other day I was in a Walmart parking lot, and I was just having like one crisis after the next. And I literally looked up to the sky and said, "God, if you're real, please start the rapture right
2: now, please, please. I can't anymore. It <laughs> <They> did start. <laughs> He's not real." <laughs> well, and, and you know, if it did, there would the lines would be so much shorter at Walmart. So you much imagine? shorter. <laughs> Nobody.
0: There would be no cashiers.
2: Not a one. A, dream. Just their, Not a one just, just, their the just their little buttons. Just their little
0: buttons that say like I love Jesus just sitting there on the ground.
2: But you know the thing is we would be able to bust into Chick-fil-A whenever we wanted.
0: Oh yeah. It's like you're
2: closed on Sunday. Y'all are gone. I'll get um, my waffle fries when I feel like it. Right. And they won't be homophobic anymore. Exactly. I'm just gonna put that out there. Exactly. The lines I mean, at
1: Chick-fil-A, I mean, at, at In-N-Out too, another Christian company, the lines would be gone and I would be the first in it.
2: <laughs> like, that one's me. a Christian company?
1: Yeah, the bottom yeah. of their cup, say John 316, see. which a lot of people don't know. And I'm like, yes, look at your under your yeah. cup.
2: I, I was only in California for a short period of time. so oh, And I know yeah. that this is probably going to get me like banned in California, but I didn't. All right, look, I don't see the appeal. You know it's what? Fine. Neither
1: do I. I only eat their animal style fries. I don't like their burgers. I don't like their pl- their fries plain. Like, I'm there They're for the fries animal fries later. and I leave. It's
2: gross. Yeah, that's, it's not, it's not great. It's like great I like to <laughs> the El Pollo Loco.
1: Oh, El Pollo Loco is my shit. Yeah,
2: I'm,
0: that's I'm, good I'm stuff. I'm fine. I'm perfectly fine with my Mountain Dew and pepperoni rolls over here in West Virginia.
1: <laughs> I need a pepperoni roll. <laughs>
0: fine with it. <laughs> I sent a thing out on Twitter at the Mothman Festival this year and said that if I seen anybody like that, I knew from like the writing community at the Mothman Festival, I would buy them a pepperoni roll and a Mountain Dew. Now, I don't know if it's just because any nobody I know came or they were just like, let's make sure we don't bump into Damien
2: here. <laughs> <laughs> I all was right. so mad to miss that. Oh, my God. Yeah, I was I was plan for it I all seen. year.
0: When I seen that you were planning to go and then you could, I was like, oh, that's a bummer. Like that would have been cool to meet up or whatever, like for sure.
2: I was so excited about it. And plus like it was going to get like, I was going with a couple girlfriends of mine. We'd like rented this place in Charlotte. And even after I broke my ankle, I was like, okay, with some, with some tenacity, I can still do it. Like there were a whole bunch of stairs at the rental and I was like, I'll just go up on my ass. It's fine. I can do this. And then my kid got a stomach virus that morning and I was like, Okay. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. It's just not a thing. My it friends were so sad. nice, though. because And it makes me <laughs> the conversation we had before recording because, like, they're like me where, like, I sent them a text and I was like, okay, here's what happened. I want you to go anyway. I can't get a refund. Please go and have fun. Total silence for, like, an hour.
0: Oh, no. And then oh, one oh, of them oh. finally
2: calls me and she's like, okay. We don't really know what that – and I'm like, no, 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 really. This is not, like, a, like, really, really. I think they had like a great deal of guilt, but they still had fun, and they did go to the Mothman Festival. Oh, good! Oh, that was good. But if they if
0: they went on Saturday, they went to like the People Pile Up Festival. It was insane.
2: Oh, they did. Yeah, it looked like it was pretty crazy.
0: That town was not equipped for that. Like Point Pleasant, I live about twenty minutes from there, and it's just like it is not equipped for that type of thing. And they did they do a really good job keeping it organized, but it just was. You can only fit, you can only fit like so many people into like, you know.
2: <laughs> yeah. And you know, that's another thing. That would probably be really dumb to have gone anyways with my ankle like broken. <laughs> like here, I'm going to go walk in this giant crowd of people and hope that no one destroys us any further. So, okay. I'm going to, I'm going to say this and probably I'm going to end up sounding, I don't, I don't know. Because I'm not at all trying to make a comparison to somebody who has to deal with like a chronic thing. But one of the things that totally blew my mind with having this broken ankle – and it's not it's, – it wasn't a bad break. It was fine. But I had to be, like, in an Eric cast for a while, um, and it was, like, hard to walk upstairs and shit like that. The number of people who, like, saw me coming and then cut me – like, busted right in front of me to a point where I almost, like, stumbled backwards. Like, knocking me over trying to get in elevators ahead of me, and I'm like – my god
0: it's insane yeah what is
2: wrong with people and i was trying to think i was like what if like trying to think of like the people who are like regularly navigating the world in a wheelchair Mm -hmm. or who are like terminally on crutches terminally is not a great word for that perpetually on crutches (laughs)
0: terminally on crutches
2: (laughs) i know i realize how bad that sounded but um but you know like i was just like is this how people normally act like, are they like, oh, my God, she's going to slow me down by 0. 0.5 seconds. I must knock her over to get where I'm going.
0: Oh, yeah, it's insane. That's how, yeah, that's how the world functions. Like, got to get to where I'm going in a
2: hurry. I so did. Worried. I just, I had not experienced that. And I was just, I don't know. i was just kind of blown away by it.
1: It's like they're just trying. It's like they want to avoid you, but they're doing it the wrong way. Like, let her go first. Then you don't have to worry anymore. She's in the elevator. Now you just go in run, the elevator. <laughs> or
2: just run that much faster than me, like because I'm trying to avoid people on a regular basis anyway. Same. I don't really like sharing elevators with people. Same. If it were a more better organized world, it would. I would be the only one on there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just that's how it would go. Like get off. You know, I will we... wait.
1: I'll wait like in like when I like would go like to an airport and I needed to get upstairs and I don't want to take the escalator if it, God forbid, was closed. I will wait until like there's that gap where no one's there and then I go for it. <laughs> <I'm>, like <laughs> pressing that button like please close. <laughs> I'm not kidding. It's awful. I'm like please, I cannot be in there with anyone. We, Damien and I were just talking about like how I refuse to stand in line like with a like a human person like someone working at like a Target or a Walmart. I will do I will do self-checkout every time and if there's no self-checkout, I will go to a different grocery store. <laughs> I cannot handle it. And Damien's I, like, I'm the opposite. I like awkward I conversation. And I was like, I God. Love it. I thrive on it. <laughs>
2: Mm-mm. Won't be going grocery shopping with Damian ever. <laughs> <You> <laughs> like, I feel go like With people... him, and then when you're done, he'll do the checkout, and yeah. you go I'll be in to like the bakery aisle or something. Get you a scone, like, go, go have a break. <laughs> right.
0: I, think, I sometimes think people think I'm being disingenuous on the internet or something when I'm like communicating with people and just happy to talk to people. But I literally just could not be more happy to talk to people. I'm, I'm like a dog. Like, I'm just
2: like, whoa, <laughs> conversation. <laughs> It's part of it, like, I, uh, you know, am not, but, uh, but I do, I do okay with it. Like I, I got socialized very, very late in life. um, So I was never like very good at it. But like that, I will say like the one time that I was like, dear God, I need people. I was after I had my kid. And it was like January, like nasty, frozen tundra everywhere. And I couldn't leave the house. I did a C-section. Like, I could, you know, all this kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. And I finally got to leave the house for my, like, two-week checkup. And I bounced. Like, the the doctor was like, look, she, she was like, oh, you've got your baby. I was like, no, I don't. I'm away from the house for the first time in two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Are you kidding me? I'm by myself. And it was, like, every person I saw, like, someone cut me off in traffic. I was like, hi. I'm "I'm so glad to see you. You No, I know you're mad at me, but we can be cool. Hi.
0: That's just me in real life. Hi. I know you're not happy to see me, but here I am.
1: And it, it's and it's so funny that like that like that Damien and I have all these things together because I always tell him like like I, I I converse on the internet and stuff I'm like but you are the only person I can talk to all day long like outside of that I just even my kids sometimes I'm like hey how about you go to your room for the next hour and just and relax work? and just don't talk to me <laughs> like, I love work? you but don't talk to me sometimes it does she's yeah. like she she's such she's the complete opposite of me like a total social butterfly she wants to talk to everyone she wants to go everywhere and I am just like preparing myself for all the conversations all the questions like to have to go outside (laughs) I'm just like okay let's (laughs) let's, of course I would have a child who was the exact opposite of my personality
2: (laughs) (laughs) that's us though too like tiny is you know part of the thing like it was so funny when my husband and I started dating like we met on match.com Um, we went on our first date and like, um, he didn't talk to me for 45 minutes and I assumed that like, he just, I don't know, got the wrong, I don't know. I was always really good about like updating my pictures. I was like, I do not want anyone looking at me like like, disappointed, like, wait, you're not 18. Um, so, but he like, didn't talk to me like the whole time. And I was like, dude, this, but I do I've been on so many dates by then. i was like, whatever, I'm going to talk at him until I get to leave. And then he, you know, then he turns started talking to me, whatever. We had a fabulous date. Like it was awesome. Mm-hmm. We have all this stuff in common, but it was great because we're both like, we're big, like nerds. We're giant readers. Like we don't really talk to people. We don't really do like a whole lot. Yeah. And it was great. And our son is like the most like personable like talk to everyone and tell them everything like it's incredible and then you start Sorry. running into this thing really like, oh my god i have to i have to interact with other parents oh you know and it's because it's, it's like i want to play it and i'm like no oh, uh-huh. like
1: Cat okay. part is off i oh my god i can't like it's just i'm like how about the child comes over here. I will watch them, but the parent stays home.
2: <laughs> like, I yeah, I can communicate with a four year old. Yeah, like we're golden. We're about on the same level. I, you know <laughs> that I can handle. But I, I
0: right. used to just, I used to just be so like, it, it's like I'm, lo- it was like unlocking a super, va- super, super vour. This is like that day when I couldn't speak and it was infecting Cryptkeeper Kyle too. Oh my God, yes. Which he's gone, thank God. Anyway, oh God. so like. It's like a superpower. I was an introvert really bad. Like I didn't talk to anybody. And then one day it just clicked and I was just like, I want to talk to everybody. And it's just. What do you think?
2: What do you think happened? I'm very interested as to this Genesis.
0: I don't know. I started working like in more like. uh, Like service things like I worked at Walmart for a while and it kind of forces you to talk to people and I just got bored. I think I just got bored. Like I was just. I was working at restaurants and getting bored of just standing in the kitchen and not talking and listening to punk rock and just cooking hamburgers. So I would just like come out and talk to people. (laughs)
1: So, hey, how's it going? I was, I was the opposite in high school. I was very like, I guess I always went out and did things. I had like my group of friends. I was very talkative and wanted to hang out and would make plans. And it's just like the older I get, just. The more like them, like I just want to stay home.
0: <laughs> like, yeah, I just I don't
1: want to go anywhere, and do anything. I don't want to talk to anyone.
0: <laughs> you're gonna hate. You're gonna hate this tour when we go on it. You're just gonna be miserable.
2: You're going on a tour. What? What kind? Of- Tell me about this. Okay, we're going on.
0: We keep talking about we're going to try next year or the year after because we have a book coming out called Hot Pink Satanism. And we're going to try to do, like, a promotional tour for that book and, like, 3B and, like, the podcast where we just literally, like, one of us flies to the other side of the country and we drive to the other side and then send the other one back on a plane. So we just, like, go to bookstores and do signings and, like, things like that. Okay.
2: You all have to come to Kentucky then because you've seen this Butcher Cabin Books, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Yes. Yes, yes. So that's that's Louisville. That's pretty close to me.
0: My friend Chris – I'm not sure if you know Chris or not. He's on Instagram. He does like the ghost drawings. He did the art for my short story book, but he goes there like every weekend now. He lives right in Louisville.
2: Oh, that's great. Yeah, it's my my brother lives there. Um, And uh, we also like the firm that I work for, one of our bigger offices in, is in Louisville, which means that I amused myself by sending the information to our marketing department. I work for this like really like posh law firm. <laughs> I like to fuck with them from time to time by being like, hey, guys, make sure to tell everybody in our newsletter about my book. And it's like, oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, what happens in this? Yeah, she totally scrapes. Oh, no, I'll stop now. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) but But, yeah yeah, no imagine Damien
1: and i on a book tour yeah he would definitely be the one talking i'd be the one just sitting there
2: like good god (laughs) oh well but that's a skill too like here's one really good skill to cultivate with signings and tours is having a look on your face that's like if you want to talk to me i'm okay but i'm also totally okay not talking to anyone because then no one feels like they have to come like involve you in conversation yeah You know, if you're just like, oh, my God, I'm so happy in my own head. Like, you don't even know.
1: Yeah, that's exactly it, too. Like, sometimes I'm just, like, completely fine in the silence. Like, I can sit in a car with someone – for an hour and not say a single word, but not feel uncomfortable or awkward. I'm just content and quiet. And sometimes I just like, and I sometimes don't like to like force conversation because I feel like it's a lot of me going, mm-hmm, mm, yeah, mm-hmm. And I feel like I'm being rude or like I sound uninterested. But really, I just like I'm listening. I really have nothing to contribute.
2: I'm just like, oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know if y'all have seen Joe versus the volcano.
1: Uh, no, I haven't. I don't know if Damien has. He's muted because I think Brie came home, so his dogs were barking.
2: <laughs> okay. Um
0: well the You can hear it they're to... going crazy. Oh they still kind of dogs that, I got... well, that one is a blackmouth cur and the other one is a multi poo. Aww. They don't know how they don't know how to communicate their feelings without yelling.
2: Well that's how they get heard, you know?
0: It's how yeah. they're heard. It would be okay if the if the bigger dog, her name is Ripley Rougarou, if she didn't come over <laughs> and like She just claws. Like if she wants your attention, she will put her like paw on your neck and just stand on you. It's so painful. And our (laughs) other guy is everybody. If any people who listen to the podcast kind of know, like he's blind, so we have to carry him. Oh, Oh. see, she's mad. Doesn't like you talking smack about him. No, that's I want to hear what you have to say. So he's blind, and we have to carry him to every room. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, he freaks out. Like if we just Aww. like, oh, let's just go get a soda real quick. He'll freak out if we go to the fridge and he's still on the couch.
1: Aww, he's a poor guy. And I've just got two loud-ass Chihuahuas and a border collie who's supposed to be on the farm, but he got hurt, so he's in an apartment right now. <laughs> Aww,
2: <laughs> I have a I have a pitbull border collie mix. Oh, she, she looks like a slick-haired border collie.
1: Oh, I love beautiful. that.
2: <laughs> With good muscle tone. Like, right. I was gonna
1: say I can imagine. I wish my glutes looked
2: like that.
0: <laughs> we have, when I was growing it's weird you say that because when I was growing up in high school, I had a um border collie Rottweiler mix. And it oh. he, his name was Apollo and he just looked like a like he just looked like a rot, like a border collie but with Rottweiler colors. He was That's adorable. Cute.
2: I am a total pit bull convert at this point in my life. Like Ladybug was my first pit bull, um, but she was just like so shattered, you know. Like, and the sweetest freaking dog in the world. And I'm just like, I'm so in love with her. I'm so in love with the breed. And I'm just like, yeah, pit bulls for life. Yep, this is where I'm at. They're, so, They're sweet. so sweet. They're the sweetest. It's ridiculous. And she, oh gosh, like the 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 dog trainers' words were shattered. He was just like, I have never seen such a shattered dog in my life. Because we adopted her when she was like six. Aww. And I th- I think the thing that breaks my heart about it is like pit bulls are such a maligned breed that they are more commonly treated badly. Like they mm-hmm. don't necessarily get the good homes yeah. that like a golden retriever does or like a cocker spaniel or something. And, they're, and it just makes them more vulnerable. Um, and they do absolutely – I mean like if somebody – you know, I try to be respectful because some people have had really, really bad experiences with a pit bull. Of course, And I get that. Like, I'm, you know, I would never be like, okay, well, get one anyways. You know, like, honestly the dog that has attacked me the most of my life is a freaking Jack Russell terrier. <laughs> but you know, like I've like multiple times had them draw blood and I'm like, my God. Um, but you know, I don't advocate for their like decimation or anything, but yeah, yeah I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm just, I, I love pit bulls. Like the, um, the book I'm sorry I shouldn't say the word book the uh the thing that I have coming out next fall with the <laughs> flame tree it ended up being like this like one of my characters like it just ended up being this like big subplot is that he's got this pit bull rescue because I don't know it just it just kind of I don't know it just it just kind of killed me like realizing how many of them needed homes it's, yeah it's I
0: don't sad. know I love that though that'll be cool to read
1: it will be Let's see. I hope Do so I have-
2: I'm I'm never going to look at the reviews on it. Cause like those characters are so like close to me that I can't, I'm, I'm going to have a hard time if people don't like them, but I fully like, I'm, I'm really big. Like, you know, like I sub I reviews are a reader space. So I think people should say what they want to say, but I don't want to know if they don't like Cam and Morgan. Like it's, they're like my kids. Yeah, I'm like, same. Just
1: don't tell me.
0: <laughs> yeah. kind of the same. My last—we're talking about books, but it's okay. My last like full book I wrote was Coffin Dodger, and like if I see if I were to see a review where someone was like, I didn't like this character, I would just be like, <gasps> I would just feel so crushed <laughs> I'd want to message and be like, why? What did they do to you?
1: <laughs> Is it personal? <laughs>
0: it's so it's so personal. I'm just like why i feel like I'm,
2: i feel like i'm like smoothing down their hair and like checking their ties before the first day of school I'll be like okay i want you to look your best I love you guys not have a me. Good day. I the other kids are nice to you Make not me doing
0: not me doing yeah, that me. thing that like 80s movies did where they like invented a character just so that the body count could go up and you didn't have to touch your characters you liked <laughs> Me the whole time
2: <laughs> because I definitely still do that. I was like, I, I was like, nope, nope, not dealing with it, not dealing with it. <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing that I've kind of noticed though with like with novellas, I'll kill off anybody. Um, but with the novels, it's like I get too involved in it. You know, like I'm too invested in them. Yeah, I see I, yeah. that. I feel like I've just wrecked every plot twist ever. But anyway, <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> that's it's okay. Like, what, oh, did wow. I, what did I say earlier?
0: <laughs> if knowing this, if a spoiler ruins the movie or book, it probably isn't that good anyway.
1: Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's see. Um, where am I in these questions? All right. Let's go with Caitlin. She said, "If you had to erase one franchise forever, which which would it be? Star Wars or MCU?
2: MCU." What is MCU? Marvel. Marvel character universe? Oh, I've never seen a Marvel. Or Marvel Marvel is it Marvel Comics universe?
0: I think it's oh, cinematic Marvel. now because of the film. Cinematic.
2: Okay. Okay. Who yeah, was that? This...
0: Was that our Caitlin? Was that yeah. All of our Caitlin?
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love Caitlin and I name. assume you guys have read um, this is where we talk things out. No, I haven't no, read that. No, not yet. yet. Oh my god. Okay, so I blurbed that for her. And um Oh my, yeah, no, like, I I don't want to say too much because I don't want to spoil anything, but holy shit, like, it just, it really was, like, I I think I said in my blurb, it was, like, the most horrifying thing I've read this year, it really was. Like, she really just completely takes it there, and, like, I was, I never do this, and I was messaging her while I was reading, like, oh my god, I can't believe you did this, oh my god!
0: (laughs) Yeah, she's, (laughs) like. like She's one of our, she's one of our favorite people. I have, I actually have that in my TBR. She's She's like Wendy Dowrimple for me, where I always make sure mm. I have one book on my
2: TBR. Oh, I love Wendy too. She's. she's fantastic.
0: Incredible. See,
2: this is the thing. Like, I'm always like, oh, I'm not a people person. But then it's like when I get to hang out with writers, I'm like, yes, I am <laughs> a writer person.
1: <laughs> that's how, that, that's like, that's how I feel. Like I have like, like the, like I like, I like talking to everybody, but I feel like I always gravitate towards like the same group of people where I'm always just like, what are you doing now? What are you writing? <laughs> Tell me <about> it. <laughs> Tell me your cover right now.
0: <laughs> she says Dude. that and it's literally, it's literally just me and the group it's chat just with CJ and Caitlin. <laughs> mm.
1: it, it's, it's me and Damien in the, in the group chat talking to CJ and Caitlin and texting each other on the side. <laughs> That's
2: literally which, which, which CJ is this? Is it CJ Bo? Uh, Sam Sampera. Oh, okay. Okay.
1: Okay. Speaking of, he also asked a question too. Did he? Oh, I already already asked asked it. It It was the Crispin one. I
0: was like, I know he's in here. We've already asked. Wendy asked a question. Actually, her and it was just on Twitter and I've lost it. It came through while we were doing this. It was Bourbon of Choice, I think.
2: Ooh. That's a good question. Are we doing this question now? Yeah, it was was Wendy and Steve Talks books. Okay. So there's multiple parts to this answer and I'm sorry but but if you drink bourbon you you'll get why because there's like there's like price points right um so like my like go to low dollar choice is larceny which in my neck of the woods you can get for like 21 22 bucks um it's lovely it's got a nice little peppery bite to it uh, but it's still very smooth and it's got a very it's it's sweet without being overwhelming love larceny Um, if I've got a little bit more money, so that's like the 21, 22 price point, about 40, 42 Basil Hayden, really, really good. Very, very smooth. Not as much of a pepper to it. Um, sweet, but not again, not overwhelming. And oh my God, they've got like a, like a, uh, Basil Hayden dark rye that is aged in, uh, port casks and it's fantastic. And then if I'm going to bop up a little bit more to about 60, I know Kentucky's is going to disown me, but it's not a, it's not a bourbon, but it is a an, a whiskey and it is red breast 12 year and it is magnificent. So good.
1: I've never had bourbon and now I'm intrigued.
2: <laughs> well, no, so it it is, I feel like it's an acquired taste. Um, It's, it's one of those things like I didn't, you, the reason why I started drinking bourbon, actually, was because it was the only thing my husband wouldn't drink, and he kept drinking all my shit out from under me. Like, it used to be that I, I would only drink on the weekends, and, like, if I bought, like, a six-pack of beer or I bought, like, some vodka or something, it'd be gone by Saturday because um, he d- he doesn't drink very much, but he'll he's more like that. I'm going to drink a little bit, like, every night, you know? Yeah. Um, and then it'd be like Saturday and I'm like, motherfucker. So the only thing he didn't like was bourbon. I'm like, fine, I'm just going to start drinking bourbon. And then like, after a little while I got really into it for the longest time, I was just like, whatever, I'm putting in a ginger ale. I don't care. Um, but then I started drinking on the rocks and oh my God, I'm rambling, but I am Kentuckian. So that is, you know, I mean, I feel like if I'm going to be rambling about something, it should be bourbon or horses.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> I love, we, we, me and my wife sometimes go to scare fest in, in Lexington. Yeah. Oh. I love when you drive through like that little area and it's nothing but bourbon horses <laughs> and then city just out
2: of nowhere yep, <laughs> just a little slap of city just right in the middle of it. yeah, and I work downtown um actually work right next to the to rapperno where that um where all that stuff takes place oh, nice. and everything like that. It's so, yeah, so fun. If, we haven't
0: we haven't been in a few years, but the last time we went it was really fun.
2: If you come back, let me know. Or don't if you don't want to see me. Either. No, for sure. For <laughs> just, sure. Just, just, just assume you want to hang out. I'll you guys are like you... creeping around Lexington, like, wait, she works in that building. Shh oh, I'll, let, <laughs> I'll, let you know.
0: I'll let you know, but my message will also say, But if you don't want to meet meet up or hang out or anything, it's totally it's fine. fine. I won't it's think that she thinks I'm like the worst or anything. And then I'll just cry. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep.
0: <laughs>
1: yep. Yep.
2: It'll, it'll yep.
0: Me and no, Chris, I, I talked about him actually earlier. We're talking about running a booth for next year, so we'll probably oh, be there. Oh,
2: that would be fun. I I need to try to be there. Like it's really bad, actually. So I have I have a buddy who does um um what do you call it mod modding. Um, so he mods for a lot of those, uh, and especially like the celebrity panels. I don't, he's always just stays totally calm. He he gives no fucks. Like he's modding with like karen gillian and i'm like oh my god i would ugh. be melting in a puddle
0: yeah for um, real, like, ugh.
2: yeah it's ridiculous oh and he has they have a podcast too called um uh boneheads really really good um Sorry. but in, but anyway so like they dragged dra- i only say dragged because i don't know anything about superheroes um which might explain why i just decimated mcu based on caitlin's <laughs> you know demand that I make one choice. Which, Um, by the
0: way, that was the right choice because the MCU (laughs) does not have Rose, and Star Wars has Rose Tico.
2: I don't know what that means, but I'm going along with it. She's from um, The Last Jedi. Oh, okay. Thank you, you're awesome. Sorry, I just asked my husband to bring me more eyes for my purpose. (laughs) Brie Brie
0: rung home nuggies and fries from McDonald's, and she's just slowly (gasps) been feeding me. Oh. Last night for dinner, our dog jumped up and landed like you know notice floor grates that have like the vent, like the vent grates. She jumped up and landed on her back feet on one and just broke through it. <laughs> it was the craziest oh, thing I've ever seen. Ooh, is life. she
1: okay? Yeah, she's good.
2: She's <laughs> just there. it was Honestly, insane. though, I
1: would, I would do the same. <laughs> I was just <laughs> like, <I>
2: whoa. <laughs> I'm so happy that I'm in the company of other people who still like McDonald's nuggets. Like my husband thinks I'm nuts.
1: But... There's so, I literally had them yesterday for dinner because I was like, I, I had a headache kind of like I could feel like a migraine coming on. And I took oh. everything under the sun and it just would not go away. And I was like, I bet you just some like nasty, greasy food would take this away. Mm. And sure enough, 10 minutes after eating the 10 piece, I was like, I feel so much better.
2: Yes, <laughs> I am high-fiving you across the airwaves right now. <laughs> All right, dipping sauce. What do we got on dipping sauce? What's everyone's barbecue,
1: choice? Barbecue and sweet and sour, and sometimes honey.
0: Yeah, sweet and sour, okay. honey. Mm-hmm. Oh,
2: hot mustard, y'all. Ugh. Hot mustard. Ugh, I
1: don't like that one.
2: <laughs> no, but here's the deal, though. If you guys get the hot mustard, you can save it for me. Like, we won't be battling over the dipping sauces. I feel good about that.
1: That's yeah. true. Cool. Like,
2: cool. I always
1: have to ask them for extra because I use like an ungodly amount of sauce. Like, each
2: dip is like oh. the whole container. <laughs> Yes, and the fries go all up in the hot mustard. Like, it's,
1: I like the fries of, and the honey. One of here's the most like, I just like sad, them. with
2: the right
0: um, now? We're, we're doing it. We're doing what me and Kira always do.
1: <laughs> I just but like
0: that's
2: all I had to say. <laughs> here's here's I'm gonna go ahead and blame myself though because like this is one this one of these things like I did not I mean I, for oh I'm gonna say up until like age twelve. I didn't really talk to like anybody. When I was a when I was little, my mom took me to specialists because she thought I was deaf and dumb. And mm. and I literally just did not speak. Like the the doctor proved her wrong. He came up behind me and went, and he went, "Laurel, she wants some ice cream." And I was like, "Yeah." And he was like, "Okay, no, your kid's fine. She's just do not want to talk to you." And I didn't, you know, I, I didn't talk to anybody for the long. Why am I rambling? Oh, okay, now I know. No, I don't.
0: Wait, so we we I... went from nuggets to you being deaf and dumb.
2: Oh right, and I
0: think it was because we
1: all keep talking over each other. Damien yeah. and I—that's thirty yes! percent of our phone calls are. Oh, you, you go. No, you go. Yeah. Oh no, I forgot. Thank you. Yes,
2: that, that brings it back to it. And it, you know, sleek. So I realized, like, I I became this person then who like talks like constantly. <laughs> 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 and like so Steve talks books. He did this wonderful Halloween compilation. I loved it about like when he asked everyone, like, you know, why horror? Um <laughs> died though, because when I listen to mine, it's like everyone else is like, you know, like one minute, two minutes, Laurel seven minutes (laughs) like you know like there's two other people on the panel and it's like mike what about you anyways i'm gonna keep holding forth let me talk about horror and i'm just like so so if i'm interrupting you it's almost certainly my fault
1: (laughs) i cannot listen to myself talk back like i don't like the sound of my voice it sounds way different than it does in my head so number one i cannot stand it and then i say the dumbest shit on this podcast that i'm afraid if i hear it again like, it's bad enough I heard it come out of me. I'm afraid if I hear it, like, two <laughs> days later, I'm just going to die. I'll just drop dead. Like, that, I will no longer exist. Because, the, like, the last few times I was on here, I I tried to, like, I don't even know how it happened. But I ended up, like, giving myself, like, a basically, like, a podcast Tinder profile yeah, for a girlfriend was- that <laughs> ended with yeah. chewing on sticks. And it was so bad. <laughs> So a nice
0: ladies out there who like chewing on <laughs> popsicle sticks and watching the Big Ed episodes <laughs> of 90 Day Fiance.
2: Don't listen. I will not listen.
0: <laughs> and I was in that <laughs> AFC
2: parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to hear my crimes. <laughs> you have a lovely voice. You have a fantastic speaking voice. Thanks. I know it's not I was listening to the episodes. So I know yeah. it, it's always weird because you do sound like different in your own head. Yeah. Strange. I'm kind of like super used to hearing my own voice now just because I, I did I host I, I co hosted a podcast for a long time. And I don't know. I end up like wandering around and doing this shit all the time. So I feel like I'm like used to my own voice now, even though it does it does it sounds weirder than like I expected to. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, really like, I handle
1: everything. I'm like, you you post it, you look at it. Don't make me do it, please. Do not let <laughs> oh, me do that. My God, <laughs> if
0: you would have heard, like, we did these Halloween episodes where we had the authors read their stories, and I kept it kept glitching. My computer kept glitching, and it was on Caitlin's story. It was on Kira's story, and it was on Adam Holse's story. And like Caitlin's story, it glitched and it just kept repeating Sticky Sweet by Caitlin Marceau. Sticky sweet by Caitlin Marceau.
1: I would have died.
0: And Kira's was doing the same thing. It just kept Uh -uh. saying, You've got mail, Kira Torres. And Adams kept just saying, age forty-three, fucking pie tastes like ash. I was dead.
1: It's so it's too much. (laughs)
2: i was listening to the episode the halloween episode that you guys did with adam and and uh, alfred um which was great by the way but also like adam just cracked me up because he had that like very dry like you guys are like comfortable to be like yeah i'm gonna say something very cutting right now but because i'm british no one's gonna (laughs) get mad at me
0: i'm just gonna fuck with you guys my favorite moment that terrible I think about and laugh about was when we're asking about if there's really a Texas California feud, and, and Adam is like, <laughs> "I'm staying up to be late for fucking work," and you're asking about a Texas and California feud. Like, what do I care?
1: <laughs> he's sitting there in his thing. leisure wear, you know. Yeah, <laughs> he leisure wear. And he's I so don't... his like it just he, he's so monotone. Like I, I he it kills me when he just like talks and makes jokes because he sounds so serious and i'm just like is he kidding (laughs) (laughs) is he mad (laughs) and if he is
0: if he is i'm taking it as he isn't and i'm just gonna keep making him madder
1: me too that's the goal
0: (laughs) we'll just keep photoshopping pictures at each other all day long
2: he's just i loved his like it was just such like a perfect mix of like you know uh, just personality and like commentary though on it too it was a good episode it was so fun (laughs)
1: okay well then let's see uh speaking of adam you know what no i'm gonna save his question for last because it's it's a perfect question for the end so we will go to sam who asked would you rather fight a sword wielding orangutan once a year or a chicken every time you get in your car?
0: What is it with him in this
1: question? Uh, he loves it. <laughs> <laughs> he can't stop. Okay. Chicken. The chicken. Okay.
2: I'll fight a chicken. Yeah, I think I'm I can. A- That's a good way to get like revved up for work, right? Like you get all ready, you know? I get my makeup on, I get my hair brushed, I get in my outfit, square my shoulders, roll it up, and then just punch a chicken. Yep. Well, hello. I'm, we're about to have a small visitor. Yes, baby.
1: I was just about to put on my fairy wings, but I can't find them anywhere.
2: Your fairy wings? You have angel wings. I think they're in that box. Are no. they not in the box under there? No, no. Oh, you guys are in here to look for, for angel wings. Okay. Apologies.
0: I am so angry that that is the cutest little voice I've I ever know. heard. Oh, <laughs> It's like it's like when I see a kitten, I just get infuriated because they're so
2: cute. That was... Did you find your angel wings? Good. Okay. Oh my gosh. Okay, put them on your arms. Love I you. have a cousin who's like,
1: every time I see a baby, she goes, "I just want to pinch it." She's like, "I have the desire to just pinch it because it's so cute," and I'm like, "Maybe don't say that out loud." Like Yeah, like maybe just tone like, it down a bit.
2: Change it up to like, you know, like chuck its chin or something like that. Yeah, she's maybe, like I, just like, I just
1: like this desire to pinch it. I'm like, okay, crazy.
2: Pinch it and it cry. <laughs> they do have those rolls, right? Like they're those little like leg rolls and stuff. Yes. Like you don't want to pinch them to the point where like it causes them pain, but you're like, Oh my gosh, that's cute.
1: Yeah. Maybe just she enough. should be squeeze.
2: My, better.
1: my daughter has like her same cheeks that she's always had since she was a baby like she never outgrew her baby face and she's 15 now so like I'll go up to her and I'll start squeezing her face and she's like swatting me away and I always tell her don't it's my serotonin let me squeeze your face <laughs> What time? Oh it's I, like sensory.
0: Sometimes there's there's a whole lot of cats that live at the barn by our house that are like barn cats, and every now and again there'll be kittens that like people just drop these kittens off, and it's so sad, but they get taken care of or whatever. But. Or whatever, but
1: like,
0: sometimes go up there fine just, or
2: whatever. Yeah, being
0: cool. There'll just be this little kitten, and I will just get like I will just have to yell to myself in the car, and then turn on "Hit 'Em Up" by Tupac because I'm just so angry.
1: <laughs> Stop it! <laughs> <laughs> like just imagining you driving away with Tupac's "Hit 'Em Up" blaring, and there's a little kitten on the side of the road. <laughs>
0: I'm just crying,
1: peeling out of it <laughs> The kitten in the dust
0: this is how we gonna do this
1: you that song yeah. I swear you're banned
0: the video the video has thirty one point something k likes and i am thirty point thirty k of this
1: <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. <laughs> uh, Jenna on uh, Twitter asked, "What is a must-see in Kentucky as a tourist?"
2: Ooh, okay. Um, hmm. There's there's so many answers to that based on personality type, but I'll I'll just name a couple. Three. Um, the bourbon tour, of course. There's 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 like a like a set bourbon tour because there's so many distilleries here um and so there's like they're on like some path or something i don't know i just drink a lot so i don't bother with <laughs> distilleries but uh there's like you know buffalo trace and all these really great ones so there's the bourbon tour um there's also a mammoth cave there's that whole cave system there which is pretty cool that's more of a western kentucky thing um but it's it's pretty sweet and there's like in addition to mammoth cave there's also lost river caves which you is like an under there's like a river under there and you can take uh like a little boat ride um, which is kind of creepy, honestly, but we're all horror people. So cool. Uh, and then the other part, honestly, I really, I really like Keeneland. I, I live in Lexington, so I might be a little bit biased, but Keeneland is our racetrack here. Um, and it's beautiful. Um, we have races meet in April and October and the weather's just, I mean, you know, during those times of year, it's just, it's really beautiful. Um, and the horses are beautiful and it's it's a really kind of a fun experience, especially if you haven't done it before.
1: that cool. sounds nice.
2: I just want to go is, to the LA plant. Fun. Ew Ale is my jam. Is it really? I love it. What is feel it? Like
0: a, oh, AL8, it's ginger ale.
2: No, Ew. it's not. It's flat red bull.
1: It's, no, it's, yeah, it's like a like a flat sprite is what it reminds me of. Now I gotta like, now I gotta put my foot down. I
0: keep getting crapped on for my.
1: <laughs> well, you like old man things. <laughs> I want my Mister Goodbar and my flat sprite. <laughs> right.
2: oh, I like suffering.
1: <laughs> my tu- my tummy hurts. Where's the ginger ale?
2: <laughs> do you do you also drink IPAs? I gotta know, damien
1: No,
0: no. Okay, no, oh, no. I do not. You don't like, like suffering IPAs. that much. My friend, one of my friends, loves IPAs, and he used to bring them over all the time. And he'd be like, "Yeah, this is like a really indie IPA, and it costs like seventeen dollars for two cans." Gross. And I, would, you know, I uh, would sip it and try. Like he would look at me, and be like. You hate that, don't you? And I go, it tastes like you just mowed your lawn and mixed it with carbonated water.
1: Yeah, it's it's like yeah. dirt. I tried an oatmeal one once and a chocolate one. Like trying to like be create. No, they're just they're all bad. See,
0: that, that's what I like is this is like stouts. Like I like, like chocolate. Stouts? Stouts. I think that's the like British half of me coming out. Maybe I'll do,
2: I'll, depending on the stout, I'll I'll do it. But I'm more of a wheat beer kind of a person i could see um, that and i like um i like a like a double bock or a triple bock uh like dark beer that shit's good uh,
0: yeah i just i just really like darker beers i i don't know i don't some i like some of the wheat beers that have like a fruit flavor to it like raspberry wheat is really good but
2: i like like the like the belgian wheat type stuff like that although i keep I realize I keep getting the countries wrong on it, but like the the um there's like a oh, Hefeweiss. Um shit, no. Weinstefana. That's that's the one I really like. Weinstefana um is really good. My husband spent three years in Germany and he's fluent in German, so pardon my occasional German pronunciations and my Kentucky accent. <laughs> I like a Weinstefana. That's
0: how Kira says I sound.
2: It
1: <laughs> the first time I ever, I'm in this echo. Oh my God. The first time that I ever, um, I ever like we talked and I was like, oh, you have an accent. And he got like all offended and was like, at least I don't sound like a valley girl. And I was like, I wasn't judging you. I was just saying. That was with koy That wasn't the first time. That was like when we had oh, here. Whenever
0: it was, it was rude. You called us both out. You were just like, hey, you both sound. Like,
1: like, you're from the South. I did not say that.
0: <laughs> you both sound like you may be racist AF.
2: <laughs> Yo, I, ca- I code switch so bad. Like, I don't realize that I'm doing it, but, like, one of, one of the attorneys that I work for, he's from Tennessee, and he will come out and, like, watch me and laugh when I do it. But, like, if I get mad, I get real country. And I'm just like, and then listen I told them and that is just not okay and he's like my gosh <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> I do that sometimes with my British
2: like I talk through my
0: nose because when I was younger I got made fun of for having a British accent and I try I tried to talk the way my cousins all sounded so I talked through my nose but when I start getting frustrated like some breath comes through my nose and it starts getting deeper and more like British sounding. Like it gets a little it gets like a
2: West Virginia British twang. I'm gonna need you to back up here a minute. You so you spoke with a British accent when you were younger. Did you did you come over from England like at a younger age? Were your parents British? Yeah, my mother is British. My
0: oh, okay. father they met when they were when he was in the Air Force or something. I don't know. I don't have I don't know much about them. my parents. I lived with them for like a long time, but I don't know much about them. Isn't that weird? <laughs> <laughs>
1: i wish i but, had the same problem ugh.
2: i know <laughs> i know, I know so little
0: but, still, but wait but still too much
2: yeah that happens that's a mood yeah. i can't i can't wait for my kid to say that about me oh, no way no way
0: i heard that little voice. there's no way <laughs> no I, kid I, will never say anything mean ever
2: you know it is really insane like Like, people be like, oh, my God, you guys have done such a good job with him. I'm like, I didn't do shit. (laughs) Like, he just got here. And I don't know what's up. He's an alien. Like, it's, 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 I mean, it's crazy. Like, it's all him. But, like, that child is four and a half years old. He has never had a tantrum. Okay. I don't understand. He'll get mad sometimes at home. Like, I'm not saying he, like, never, like, loses his temper or anything. Like, he's a kid. You know, he's learning. Of course, yeah. His emotions and stuff like that. But, like, he's, like, one time... He wanted something at a store. And he's really, really good about like, no, we can't get that. Okay. And he fell in love with this thing. And and he it was like hurting his heart kind of. And I was like, no. And he kind of looks at me and sort of half stomped his foot. And I was like, no. And he was like, okay. Like that's the closest we've come to it. Pretend- <laughs> he tried yeah. to make a stand and then you went, no. And he went, yeah, it's not
0: worth it.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's yeah just, I-, <laughs>
0: oh,
1: I got the dog's going crazy here um i had my daughter younger had her when i was 17 so like we you know grew up together and like now she she was so quiet when she was little and now she talks my ear off which is why we have to have quiet time (laughs) but she's like i said she's 15 so she's a teenager and sometimes i'm like listen child (laughs) listen i'm gonna lose my mind it's already gone (laughs) sometimes i'm like oh my god like that teen angst like and it's so funny because it'll be, like, she'll she'll want to do something, and I'm like, I don't know about that. And then she'll convince me, and I'm like, okay, then do it. And she's like, well, now I don't want to. And I'm like, then don't. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, you're just fighting just for the sake of fighting
2: now. <laughs> like, <laughs> but you know what I, what I love about that, though, is that you listen, right, when yeah. she when she tells you, when she has an argument, when she wants to convince you. That's big, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, especially like when it's like because sometimes like it's just like straight up attitude. And I'm like, hey, like, you haven't even talked to me. Like, let's figure this out. And then sometimes she'll come up and actually like use her words and explain her feelings. And I'm like, okay. Sometimes it still backfires because she's just in a mood, and I'm like, okay, work it out on your, you know, all by yourself. Then go, go figure out your emotions because I can't figure them out. But yeah, she's she, we're we're getting better about explaining what's what's on our mind and and using our words before we choose violence. <laughs> like but that's I feel like that's
2: a big thing, like because you know I'm a I'm a child of the '80s, and this is no like shade to like parents at that time, but. I kind of realized, like, how many, how often I learned something was wrong or bad at the moment when my parents, like, blew up at me about it. Mm -hmm. There was, like, there was no, like, uh, learning curve. It was just like, oh, you did this thing in public that you had no idea you weren't supposed to do and no one told you, but everyone's now mad at you about it. And it's like, you know, looking back on it, it's like, that is really not how we teach people things. Because it's... I I don't know. I feel like this is all like, so I I actually had my son very late. I was 35. Um, And which is a geriatric pregnancy, in case you guys were wondering, (laughs) which is always fun to hear. (laughs) But I mean, point being, so like it took me like three years to get pregnant with him. I had a lot, a lot of time to reflect. Mm. And it was one of these things where it's like, you know, emotions, feelings, right? I'm 40 years old and I'm still figuring out how to process my emotions. But we look at small children and we expect them to be able Mm. to maintain tempers and to react in what we consider to be societally appropriate ways. And that's not right? We haven't given them the tools yet. We've Mm -hmm. not taught them how to deal with anger and with disappointment and with shame and embarrassment and all those things that are so overwhelming. And I don't know. That's just, that's important to me. It Uh, is. Definitely. It's important. Yeah. And like,
1: I, I'm bipolar. So like I have a mood disorder. And so like growing up, I didn't know, I still sometimes don't know how to control my mood. So it's hard for me. Like. I, I don't want to ever tell her like, you're wrong for the way that you feel because I know that the way that I feel is out of my control sometimes, you know, as much as I want right, it. To yeah. be. So I try to like, let her know, like, it's okay that you're upset. It's okay that you're sad, but it can't, it can't define the rest of your day either. You need to find, try, try to find yes. ways to change your mood and to be better because you can't be angry and yelling at me all day because you're upset. You know, like we have to work <laughs> together here because <Yeah. laughs> I have feelings yeah. too.
0: That sounds like greed <laughs> <talking> about me. <laughs>
2: are you you helping Damien explore his emotions
0: too (laughs) you You have to figure
2: this out (laughs) but that's you know what that's a huge lesson too because you get you know like you get I don't know there's this idea that's like oh it's a bad day right Mm -hmm. you know like it starts out that way so it's just going to be bad and that expectation creates it as opposed to my feelings are valid but I don't have to be a slave to them yeah and, exactly. and I mean, those are things that are really hard. They're really hard to learn that I'm going to take, okay, I'm going to talk about books again. I'm sorry. Um, and I don't mean to sound like I'm proselytizing because I really don't like that. And I don't like people who, who are like, Oh, well, if you just read this one book, it would change your life. And since you didn't, you fail, you know, and fuck you in your emotions anyway. Um, but I has started reading. So my, my counselors, like I got really, really mad this summer over some Supreme court decisions Um, And (laughs) that's really valid, right? That's a valid reason to be angry. But I don't like being, I don't like feeling that way. And I don't like feeling powerless. Um, So my counselor recommended to me a book called um, When Things Fall Apart. uh, And it's by a Buddhist nun called Pima Chodron. Her work is great. And it was it's basically been kind of life changing for me because in a lot of ways it's helped me like, it's not about like you're not supposed to feel this way. It's about how do you channel this in, in um, productive ways. Mm -hmm. So I won't go on and on and on about it, but it's one of those things where there's a lot of reasons to be mad. Um, A lot of the things that have gone on in Florida recently with trans rights, I'm desperately angry. Yeah. Um, yeah. And at one point I remember, I mean, this was a couple, maybe a year ago or something, something happened. And, and I tweeted and I was like, I don't even know why I'm this angry. I'm not trying to make it about me. You know, this, but one of my friends was like, Hey, it's good that you, that you be angry because it shouldn't just be trans people who are angry about this. Um, So, yeah, I mean, you know, some stuff came down uh, about Florida this week with that kind of thing. And I don't know, I, I feel like this is something that, I would love to recommend to people in a way that doesn't invalidate their anger. Totally. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because I don't want to insinuate to anyone that their anger is, is not right or that they should be trying to suppress it or not express it in ways because, you know, oh, we're going to make people uncomfortable. I sought this out and I've appreciated it because I don't like feeling powerless. Um, so, anyways, this is this is my little. I said I wasn't going to proselytize, but I kind of went on a diet try. But anyways, it's, it's um, perfect. Be great. I was it's great. I'm
0: just I sitting here this good. whole time, like, man, I really need to stop doing
2: that. She's right. <laughs> well, it's it's an interesting line to walk, right? Because, so like. <laughs> like a while before that, or this great book called uh, When the Body Says No by Gabor Matz, which is a, a book about the, the physiological stress response. And a lot of that had to deal with like, hey, so this is an odd thing that we do with children. And it, it's not, it's not even like ill intention. It's not bad. It's just, it's how we react. Like you, you have a small child who's having a temper tantrum, right? What do you want to do? You want to resolve it. And it's not because you hate the child, you know, and it's not because you don't care about what they're feeling. You're just like, I want this to stop because I want you to feel better. I want this to be okay. But the message, interestingly, that we end up sending is that we all you're only lovable when you're not angry, that, that your anger makes you unlovable and, yeah. and that's not what we mean. Right. Yeah. But it's the, it's the message that is sent. And so, you know, I read this book and I'm like, okay, you know, when he's talking about like, actually, you know, anger is this really valid, it's really normal emotion. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to experience anger. And I'm like, Oh, I'm experiencing way too much. Anger. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I have like growing up, I had so many anger problems and I, it's something that I still struggle with sometimes. Like I get so frustrated and I let it just like build and build and build to the point that like I am just so mad and I'm just sitting there stewing and like that's kind of like a lesson I've learned in life is like I can be mad but then I have to channel it into a solution. Like if I'm mad about something what am I going to do about it instead of just stewing and mm. I've had a lot of that like you're talking about the um you just kind of learn like oh you're only you're only worth being around when you're not angry. I've had a lot of that in my life. So like when I start getting mad, I kind of try and go like, no, I'm not mad at all. Let me stew by myself, which (laughs) just makes it
2: even worse. It does. It does. Because there's this, there's this shame that accompanies it, right? Like you, Maybe you express something. Maybe even tweet it, right? Like you, you tweet oh, yeah. something, and it's you know, it's not like a cruelty thing. It's not like a like attacking somebody. It's an expressing a hurt and an anger that that is totally justified and reasonable. But then you feel this shame because you've what made other people uncomfortable. Yeah. Or you're not supposed to be angry. I don't yeah. know.
0: When I I send out these like I call them these sad gloomy boy tweets sometimes like I'm just in my feels and I just want to say something about it, but I don't really like. I don't really need like a bunch of like oh it's okay whoa my cat it's like, he just ran across the keyboard that was crazy um, it's not like one of those things where it's like I need a ton of reassurance like I just wanted to put it I just wanted to say something in a public forum and move on like I don't yeah. know how to explain it so like I always turn off the replies and then I forget to turn them back on and I'll tweet something
1: I'm like why is nobody talking to me I literally <laughs> have to send him a text message and I'm like your replies are off
0: <laughs> you want to turn this back on. <laughs> damn you sad, Damien, you've done it again. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, but it's also a very human reaction to want to reassure someone. Yeah, oh yeah, that, for sure. You know, in that, because I mean, God, not to make it dark. Right. But I think a lot of us have known someone who has terminated, you know, and oh, yeah. that's a terrible word for it. Why do I keep using that anyways? Who, <laughs> you know, who has, who has reached like a, you know, who has gone beyond our help. Um, And there's always this, like, this guilt and this feeling. And I don't know, I ran, I very randomly, but it happens quite often, like, we'll sort of run across someone, you know, that I'm not even following necessarily, but maybe other people are, who says something like that. And I just always feel compelled and not because I think I can personally solve it. but Because there have been some really dark and shitty times in my life that someone totally random might have said something that meant something. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: Like, I totally, if I see somebody say anything, I will reach out to them. Because I don't, I have been at the absolute bottom. Like, I have mm-hmm. attempted and failed, which is a bad way of saying it. Like, I always say survived. But, so whenever I see anybody tweet anything or, like, say anything in a public space where they're upset, I'm always just like, and let me let you know that even though we're strangers, I do care. And I will talk to you. Don't worry yeah. him if I have to.
1: Same. Yeah. Yeah. Because I've been there, too. And I always feel like I don't ever want anyone to feel the way that I felt, you know, being in that situation and in that position before her. So I always, like, I'm, like, while I may not be very talkative, I will definitely talk about that, and I will talk <laughs> your ear off about that, and as a cancer mother person, I will mother the shit out of you, <laughs> like, sometimes I have to apologize, <laughs> like, sorry for being such a mom, but, like, number one, I'm a cancer, number two, I'm actually a mom, so I'll, like, come here, and let me come for you, tell, come here, tell baby. Kira,
0: tell Kira what's bothering you so that you can send, like, this five-paragraph message of where she doesn't talk much. She'll just like your message. <laughs>
2: listening listening. that's huge that's an that is an undervalued skill yeah it um, is. you know and and it's and it's huge because it's so like i i have a a 27 year old stepson um and he's funny and highly intelligent and a really really good person and also like the best musician i've ever met in my life um and I've been in his life since he was 10. So I was sort of like, I always say like, I, you know, I, I went that, I went from 10 on up and then I cycled back around, you know, to, to the younger kid. Um, but I, so I've lost someone in my life to suicide and it was really, really hard. Um, yeah. and it was shit. And it's also something that people don't always know how to talk about. And I, when he was like maybe 14 or something, I felt compelled, um, I, I picked him up from his mom's house and I took him to go get like a chicken sandwich. And I was like, this is a really awkward conversation, but I just want to tell you this is a thing. And it's really normal at your age. And I just want you to know that like, you don't have to even say that much. Like if you're struggling, like throw your hand up. We've got you. Like we Mm -hmm. always have you. And it fucking killed my soul because that sweet kid looked at me and he said, I've had those feelings before, but I think I'm mostly over them. Oh Oh my God. (laughs)
1: <laughs> it's such a hard age too. Like being it a teenager is, is fucking rough.
2: <laughs> it it's is
1: rough.
0: And I, and I should, can imagine man. being a
1: teenager like today. Like, no yeah, reason. we live in this.
0: We live in this weird world where it's like, if you talk about depression or suicidal thoughts, it's gonna get worse almost because, like. <laughs> you reach out to somebody for help and then sometimes they're not equipped to deal with it. So they kind of ghost and then you just get more and more depressed. And it's Mm -hmm. such a bad cycle. And it's like, I think, I think like schools need to be teaching that more, like making that more of a thing that's aware, like in the world, it's just, it's just such a loop that you just see all the time. And you're like, this really like, just like listening to someone like, it's very hard, but it's also very fulfilling. Like if you listen yeah. to someone and then it's just like, you feel like you've actually contributed to the world instead of just turning your cheek and walking away. I don't know.
1: No, it's true. Cause like, well, I remember when I was a teen and I was going through the issues I was going through before I was diagnosed and then to get a diagnosis and to, you know, to find out that I had anxiety, I was going through depression. I am bipolar. Like those were all things that like, while it sucked to hear it was nice to hear because i knew that it was something that's very normal it's something that can be dealt with there are coping mechanisms it's something that will happen again there's things that i am going to experience but i'm prepared i'm not just lost in this like you know all these feelings and emotions and wanting to escape them like there was there were answers and i feel yeah, like mental totally. health needs to be recognized more in schools and kids need to know that you know you might have problems and that's okay. And this is how we solve them, you know, and while they may be with you forever, that's not a bad thing. You know, you can learn to live with it and exist, you know, and, and you're I, not alone. Exactly. So many people you're... experience it too. So many fucking people, you know, yeah. It
2: does. and adolescence is isolating enough as it is. Like, Think of all the silly things that at that age, you think you're the only one to experience and not because you think you're some, you know, great special person because you're like, oh, I'm this weirdo. Yeah, You know, and and all those things that you feel like are just you. And it's been, I honestly think that probably if they had been diagnosing neurodivergence in my generation to the point that it is now, I probably would have gotten a diagnosis. It's it's somewhere on the spectrum. And I Mm -hmm. do not at all mean to say that to in any way diminish anyone who is dealing with an actual diagnosis of that. Um, Of course. I I just mean that there are things that I feel like as an adult, the older I get and the more that like I hear people talk about the things that they've learned and things like that. And I recognize myself in it. it, It's huge because Mm. there's this immense relief of being like, Okay, I I didn't just I'm not just this weirdo fuck up of a human. I'm just a human.
1: Exactly. Like my daughter is autistic and she has special needs. She was born with a chromosome disorder and I've never hid that from her. When she got older, we talked about it. We explained, I told her while, while you have, you know, a difficult time with these things, that's okay. I told her I can't do math to save my life. <laughs> like, that's what I struggle with. And I get sad a lot. And my emotions can be all over the place. And those are the things that I deal with. There's absolutely nothing wrong with being autistic. There's nothing wrong with, you know, being in special education. There's nothing wrong with being a special needs person. And she, she will tell people like, Oh, I'm different. I, I'm special needs. I have autism, and she owns it, and she's proud of it. And I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. And I never wanted her to think there was anything wrong so I never shied away from letting her know we're all different. You know, you're different, I'm different, you know, the neighbor's different, and that's okay. You own who you are. There's nothing wrong with that. And I feel like it should be more accepting and be more discussed and talked about and yep. more welcomed in the world. It would make yep. life
2: so much easier. It yeah. really would. It would. But it's hard mm-hmm. because because you think about, you know, we've we've talked about and I think people who struggle a little bit, some with social interaction. We like to joke about it, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, but it but it is a thing and it can make it very hard. I think it makes it harder for us to communicate appropriately in those situations. I don't know. I, I know there's not really an answer. Sometimes I feel like I just like throw out a bunch of non sequiturs, but uh, <laughs> if I could throw out one that was definitive, it would be... Um, you know, I get you. I feel you. You're not alone. And fuck it, I'm here. Even if I say it wrong, mm-hmm. same.
0: Yeah, for sure.
2: Yeah, I feel like I feel like.
0: Uh, I feel like- On this dour note, at least if you're listening to this episode, then you know there are three people you can totally reach out to. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, I will reassure the shit out of you. (laughs) I I will make sure that you know you're fine and it's Be fine. (laughs) I will tell
0: you that you rules ass with a Z until you believe it.
1: Listen to hit him up. Yes. Damien Swar's by it. It's, it's, it's the only medicine you need. Prescription. Hit him up three times a day.
0: It's the only medicine.
1: <laughs> well then, on that note, we will do the last question from Adam, which is, on a scale of 1 to 10, how do you rate your regret when considering this podcast appearance?
2: <laughs> Adam! <laughs> <laughs> like i just heard that in in like his very specific accent which i'm so sorry to be so kentucky but i love his accent <laughs> me too um, like it, it's just very like just the delivery and it is like oh that just makes it that much more biting nice it's fantastic um zero i have i have zero regret I, you guys might have regretted this zero point. zero, no. zero. <laughs> because, because i gonna... It's just take be, it in like strange directions, but
0: this will be one of the ones where over over we'll be like, "Yeah, that was one of my favorite episodes." Oh, <laughs> even if you're just
1: saying that, I'll accept. it. Nope. <laughs> I love when the topics range. I like when they're yeah. just all over the place. We touch everything here. You're laughing. You're crying. <laughs> you're sympathizing. You're regretting all of it.
2: <laughs> and you know, you know what, Adam? Fuck you, you know? fuck you, Adam. <laughs> Do you do you regret not being on this episode with us? That's what I want to know. That's, That's the real his whole regret. That's his whole regret. <laughs> He's like, no. <laughs> He's like, I have to go to bed.
1: <laughs> it's <late. laughs>
2: Which is fair. It's really fair.
1: <laughs> so I'm in my leisure wear, and I have to go to bed. <laughs>
2: He's just sitting there with his little like
0: I just picture him having one of those little glasses that people drink. Is it bourbon actually or scotch?
2: Either cognac. way, Cognac. I'm going to yeah. go with cognac. Yeah. I just cognac. picture one of those
0: little glasses but he doesn't have anything in it except for like chalky milk.
1: And you know those like <laughs> you know those like little hats they used to wear to bed? You know like the little sleepy hats like with the little like it hangs off the side.
2: Yeah. These <laughs> like, <Lebanese> are Yeah. <laughs> In my leisure
1: way, and I'm drinking my chalky milk, and I'm not. I'm
2: trying really hard not to have an asthma. <laughs> oh my god. Chalky milk will do second. that, do you? If I asphyxiate, you guys just finish the episode, it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> that well,
1: episode where Laurel died. <laughs> Sorry. That's, that's the title.
2: <laughs> almost that
0: chalky milk almost killed Laurel High Power. <laughs>
2: But look, there were intestines, not just fucking teeth. Okay. It was it was very serious. <laughs> it was gross. There was viscera. Everyone was happy with it.
1: It was so gory. It was awesome. <laughs> yeah. All, All right, the gory.
0: Shall we do our? I hate to do the sign off, but should we do our sign off things?
1: Sure, <laughs> you can okay, go first, Laurel. Yeah, you just, gonna, where you're at.
0: just let it just let it rip.
2: <laughs> okay, I'm I'm at Twitter at hightower laurel and it's like so much is an addiction so if you see me on there just like be like laurel get the fuck off twitter that's where you can find
1: me <laughs> <laughs> all right damien are you going first or am i
0: <laughs> you go first
1: okay uh you can find me on instagram at midnightbooks underscore and coffee and on twitter which is also if you see me on twitter today tell me to get the fuck off because i should be probably doing something and i'm not doing it if, when you're listening to this um and it is uh Kira Renee writes, I think. And then the Midnight Mirror collection is officially out. Finally, I can finally say that. I've been saying this for like weeks now, but it's out there. So give it a read or don't. I really don't care either way. You do you and that
2: oh, is it, all. no, really, give it a read. Give it a read. <laughs> give it a, read. Adam, give it a read. Adam, read. Give it one. Adam. It read. You,
1: read it. you read it first, Adam. No. <laughs> read it, Adam.
2: Read it.
0: <laughs> I'm getting flashbacks to my childhood. <laughs> <laughs> um i am no longer i guess since this is technically season two because we decided that i'm oh, no longer at the happy little...
1: season two and merry fucking yeah, christmas we... hell yeah
0: jesus <laughs> barely halloween it was what is this
1: it's <laughs> <laughs> like, the second day <laughs> of christmas y'all
0: <laughs> anyway i am no longer at the little alien and i will have to find a new gimmicky place to be but i'm on instagram and twitter um yeah, if you see me on Twitter, just leave me the fuck alone. Don't tell me to get off Twitter. I'm just trying to enjoy my life. I don't need your, I don't need your
2: hassle. No, don't go leave him alone, else. though. Comment, say nice things.
0: Yeah. Leave me enjoy.
1: Alone.
0: Or I'll turn my replies off and post a sad boy tweet like, it's really cool when you come on Twitter and people make you known how much they care about you and then delete it an hour later when my wife says, isn't that a bit dramatic? And I go, yeah, that's a bit dramatic. I'll, I'll And then of
1: I'm going to have to text him later when he's sending more tweets out into the void and his replies are off. So let's not, it's a whole thing. <laughs> yeah. So
0: anyway, read, read Laurel Hightower's books below and Crossroads. I can't recommend below enough. It was so good. Read Kira's new book. You know, just read Wendy Dalrymple. read Sarah Jane, read the dogs. <laughs> just read. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Bye. <laughs>